Hello everybody and welcome. It is happy hour time where once a week we get together on Wednesday to hang out with an incredible woman from some area of the trades, generally automotive related or automotive adjacent. But um, this week, whether you are joining us live or whether you're gonna be watching this afterwards, this will live on my IGTV along with all of the rest of the happy hours we've been doing. Um, but this week we are joined by an incredible woman who is gonna be joining us all the way from Ireland. She is a pipe welder, which if anybody is familiar or knows welding or the various uh, different jobs within welding, knows that pipe welding is not an easy job. Um, she is a serious badass. I'm uh, super excited to meet her and to hear more about her story and to share that with you guys. Um, and so hopefully she'll be joining in soon here. I am looking to see if she's joined in yet. I'm so glad that you were able to finally join and that I get to kind of meet you. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just telling everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do, but obviously I know very little um, other than you, you had a, a past life in event planning, right? Event management. How, how did you get hear from there how did you get from event planning and event organizing to being a pipe welder <laughs> um yeah it's it's funny you know i'm still to this day not even really sure of the answer <laughs> that um i like when i was like leaving school um i i wanted to do a trade like i always remember when I was a little kid when you think back on the things that you liked I just like making stuff yeah. you know I like sort of having like some raw materials and then having a finished thing that was totally. kind of very satisfying for me so yeah I thought about um a trade but I wasn't quite sure and I thought maybe like do I want to make furniture or something and um if you're not sure and you're a woman you kind of get pushed down the go to college yeah. route you know um so that's what I did. Like I had put on a few gigs and stuff. So it was like, oh, like maybe, maybe this would be cool. Um, so yeah, I went up doing that for like my whole twenties. And um, basically then I moved, I was living in Dublin at the time. Uh, I moved from there up to like a re really rural part of Ireland. Okay. Um, but even like working remotely, there just, there wasn't any work around just at that point. I find it really tough. And for some reason, I, decided like there was a great welding course up the road and like I had literally never welded I never really thought about welding but um somehow I just asked them about enrollment and I went in and I just loved it the rest is history that's awesome so yeah. just kind of totally random and then fell in love <laughs> yeah completely um so yeah that was like a basic uh, welding course so you do like um and take stick on that you know like kind of flat and, and um vertical positions okay. and then I did do like an intermediate and I went from that on to there's like a, an intensive coated pipe okay. course and so I became a pipe welder amazing and of all the things that you could do in welding what why did you wind up going towards pipe welding I don't hear that often from people in general, let alone from women. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I guess I was kind of lucky in that um, 
the courses, so it's, I learned in the south of Ireland. So, you know, we've got Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK and the south of Ireland, which is like a republic. So I learned, we're in the northwest of Ireland, but I learned in technically the south of Ireland, right? And they don't have a welding apprenticeship. Oh. What they have is um, the education and training boards. So I went to Donegal ETB. Okay. And they do those three courses that I mentioned. Um, so I think because I like did really well on the basic, then I was like, well, okay, you're, you know, you're good. Like you, you should have progressed. progressed. You should keep yourself in the stuff that. And I, and God, I, one second. Oh. Uh, so then. I, did I lost you for a second there. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. Got, got you back. That was on my end, not your end. Yeah, Technical cool, difficulties. Cool. Um, but we're back. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that they had the coded pipe course on offer and I, you know, I was doing well in there and I really enjoyed it. I was passionate about it. So it seemed like a natural progression, yeah. you know. When you see like those pipe clamps set up in the corner of each booth, you're like, mm, I want a piece of that. You know? so, <laughs> yes, that's how it happened. That's very cool. So, so you talk about apprenticeship. So I, I am very unfamiliar with with how the trades work in in Ireland, either north or south. I know in in a lot of places, Canada, and I think a lot of areas of the UK and Australia, I believe there's like. You, you go through school and then you get into an apprenticeship and it's a very like professional program and it's a career path. Is it, is that the same sort of thing? Are trades kind of more formalized and re and respectful, respectable career paths in that sense? Yeah, they are. I think it's the same as like in the States and in a lot of places that, you know, most trades have an apprenticeship and even here in Northern Ireland. So I'm, I'm now in Northern Ireland and like the, say like the big uh, engineering workshops mm -hmm. here, pretty much all the apprentices there would be going through that program. And okay. there is a welding apprenticeship here. So there's a lot of people on that. Um, so mine was a little bit different, but yeah, it is, it's pretty much the same as like, like the States and that, you know, and I think um, the trees have the same kind of stigmas attached to them, you know, that it's somehow like, less than going to college or something you yeah. know so there's still the same work to be done here to kind of challenge that yeah it's interesting i mean how universal that seems to be right and the u.s doesn't have any apprenticeship programs like we have no certifications I mean, we do there you can get welding certifications but there's there's not a ton of of formalized any sort of like order or or laid out career path for people who want to go into the trades it's very much looked on as kind of i feel like look, looked on looked out upon um and i always mm -hmm. kind of in my mind hoped that the countries that have more formalized apprenticeship programs that that would like elevate the status a little bit but i don't know the more i talk to people the more i hear that it's kind of universal that we have a massive trade deficit and the trades are still looked on really poorly and women aren't super welcome in the trades and it's sad to me that it's so universal mm -hmm. horrible so how how was it for you as a woman in ireland going into the trade going into welding was is there this is there the same stigma for women yeah i'd say there is um i think it's like a lot of the stories that you, that you would have 
experienced and, and heard from other women bogey like uh, and experienced yourself I'm sure it's really a mixed bag like you do have a lot of people on your side and a lot of people just see you know that they're, they're excited for you and they're you know they they want to see the mold broken um and then there are some people that have attitudes that I mean it doesn't matter how good you are or or anything it's like they they have a narrative running in their head and that's what that is um so yeah it really is a, a mixed bag I think um you know in, in like the last six months or maybe a year I've made more of a concerted effort to get in touch with other tradeswomen and like reach out and you know and so it's great to be doing things like this and it just like it staggers me how many similarities there are just in our stories you know totally um, it's really it's it's really sad some of it you know um but yeah I mean I just hope that um like through like the programs that you run and through you know just like social media and us kind of supporting each other and reaching out that um things will get better slowly you know I hope so I feel, you know, there's days when I feel super hopeful and then there's days when I don't. <laughs> and I'm sure we can all kind of relate to that. But I feel like I, there's a lot of reasons why I don't like social media, but I love social media for the fact that we can see each other and we can know that we exist. And um, when I was coming up in the industry, like I, I didn't know anybody else like me. I never saw anybody else like me. And I thought I was crazy and weird and different. And so now at least with social media, there's the visibility. And I think that's so important. Like just being visible, just being present, like we're all collectively making a difference. And I, I hope, I hope the next generation is a, is a really, we see a lot more change happening. Cause I think it's getting more normalized for girls to do this stuff and for it to be okay. So I'm hopeful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a, a technical question, kind of technical. Um, how, how long did it take you from learning how to weld to have such perfect welds? <laughs> because oh, I funky. suck at welding. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I just don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> I can stick metal together, but make it pretty. Mm -mm. No, and definitely not TIG. I like what what you do is magical to me and i'm so curious how long it takes to get to that point it um well, okay for a start there's nothing special about me like i i took it up i sucked at it like i it was so bad you know i was <laughs> shit <laughs> and i sat in my little booth for months on end full time i just sat there and i did it over and over and over until I didn't suck at it, <laughs> like that's it, you know. Um, it really is practice. There's there is so much heartache, and like definitely, when you're at the point where you're starting it and you can't do it, it just seems so like just impossible. You know, it's like how can anyone do this? Right. Like how? I remember um, with the the, the like feeding the rod I just couldn't do it so I would just snip a rod in half and I would just hold it just back here you know and just sort of the other end would be waggling around in front like this but it was all I could do you know until I had like control of like my my torch hand but yeah um it's 
it's just practice, which unfortunately, you know, I mean, there are great like tips and tricks videos, sure. there's like loads of YouTube stuff and all that, you know, watch uh, like welding tips and tricks and weld.com, all yeah. those ones. You know? um, but yeah, you just, you gotta, you have to let yourself be a beginner, you know, that's so important. Um, like plenty of people I've talked to, they'll be like, oh, I like, I tried welding once and it's like so, so hard. So like, you're amazing. It's like, no, of course it is. It is hard. You know, it's like, it's doing a technical thing that you're, that you haven't built any muscle memory for. So you just have to sit there and like cry and <laughs> for a really long time. And then you'll be grand, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Be okay with sucking for a little while. 100%. <laughs> awesome. So You've been doing pipe welding and you said you, you mentioned you'd been, you're like a, you've been independent contracting kind of working for yourself. How, how does that work? So, um, a lot of the, um, big like engineering companies here would use subcontractors, you know, okay. so you just, you go in on a self-employed basis and then you like invoice them. Gotcha. Every fortnight or, or whatever it is, you know. Okay. And actually, I quite I quite like it, you know. I mean, in a way, when you're working for a big engineering company like that, it's not like proper, proper self-employment that you, like, take all the holidays you want and stuff. They still be really on your case. Yeah. But um, actually, I do I do quite quite like it now. It's a, I think it's even just a psychological thing of, like, I'm the boss sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you have a little bit of security knowing that there's plenty of work there. And then also the independence of knowing that you're your own, you're in charge at the end of the day of how much work yeah. you take on and all the rest of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Although the one thing is like, I really suck at math. So I'm just like, whatever I do, I just need to make enough to hire an accountant to do my taxes at the end. Cause like, I'm not dealing with that. Oh my God. That's like <laughs> the worst part of being in business for yourself is the bookkeeping. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I hate that part. <laughs> uh, but you are getting ready to kind of change gears at this point, right? You've got a new adventure you're just starting. What's what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I um, I just got keys to a little lockup just around the corner from where I'm living here. Um, and yeah, I want to, because I've been, I went straight down this pipe welding route. Um, I want to get into a bit of fabrication and I'm going to make some things that um, will be super fun and will really challenge me and uh, teach me an awful lot. Because, so the thing with, I guess, the, the route that I went down is that, um, okay, sometimes like you'll, you'll be working with a pipe fitter and, you know, getting things measured up and all that, but there's actually, there's very little, um, actual like cutting and prepping and all that from my end usually like that's done okay. and stuff gets wheeled over to me and I just weld it you know okay. so I, I feel like a bit of a one-trick pony um so yeah I mean I haven't really been employed really in any like fabrication type setup before yeah. um so yeah it's just uh it's a little lockup it's about the size of a two-car garage nice um and yeah, I'm super excited. It's totally empty there now, but I'm gonna get my stuff brought in and nice. and get to work. That is yeah, super really exciting. exciting. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it's scary too because uh, 
like I say, you know, I don't have much of a head for maths and stuff. And <laughs> I was sitting thinking about things that I might make, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make a fire pit and like, I want to like, I want these kind of angles in it. And, and then I was like, oh my God, I remember being 15 and like learning trigonometry in math class and being like, Am I ever this <laughs> like you know this isn't real life and now like 20 years later I'm like Jesus Christ 20 15 year old Laura you know you should have been listening so I think uh, I'm gonna have to get some math refreshers oh my and... gosh I feel you so much on that I like I was never big into math. I, when I was really young I was kind of into it and then it, I lost the interest as I got older but and suck at it now but um building the volvo we've had to use so much more math than i have ever used in building anything as a mechanic i didn't use a ton of it i i fixed stuff right <laughs> but but fabrication and building something from nothing you're using math all the time and i'm like oh my god why why did i not pay attention <laughs> it's crazy isn't it because even you're 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 uh, leaving alliances for things to move and you're leaving gaps and you know there's, there's the thickness of material to factor in and stuff it's like had <laughs> someone else do it <laughs> right well you're going from one extreme to the other you were you've been just doing the welding and have everything locked up and taken care of for you and now you're going to the other extreme of all of it you're going to do all of it which is exciting and terrifying all at the same time <laughs> yeah absolutely but i think uh you have to do things that scary and that make you grow, you know, and yeah, this is the time and I'll be grand. Like I'll, there'll be lots of, you know, hair pulling and tears <laughs> and snots and then I'll be fine. I'll have, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll make crappy things to start with and then they'll gradually get better and then, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> I love it. And then isn't that just about how everything in life goes, right? It's terrifying. You'll suck at it and then it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So are you going to keep doing the pipe welding as well and filling in the gaps with that? Or are you like jumping full, full in on this and, and just going for it? Uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, over the next couple of months, I'd like to just get in there and really get my teeth into it. Um, on the other hand, like I do, I keep, I, I'm getting about a call a week about like there's a big site down near Dublin um, that's hiring and like the money's good and all that. So, you know, there might be days where I go like, oh, I don't know how to fabricate. I'm going to Dublin to well pipes, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I mean, for now, I, I think I'd like to um, do my little, my little passion project, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And it's nice, no matter what, to know that you have something you can fall back on and can go pick up some extra money if you want to, need to. Like, it's always there. I think that's like, I think that's the coolest part about the trades is, is that we, nobody can take that away from us, right? Like, it never goes away. You always can use your hands to make and build something, whatever that is. And no matter how far you stray from that, you'll always have that skill set. You're complete, completely right, Bogey. Yeah, I mean, um, I know that whenever I was an event manager, like I worked really hard and I was I was good at my job because I made damn sure I was. Um, but I always 
I always had, I guess, like imposter syndrome of feeling like uh, I kind of wasn't worthy of being there and like I'm fraud or, you know, mm. just just all this kind of negative self-talk and um, stuff that occurred to me quite often was like, oh, but most of what I do is like, I'm just like loading a van full of stuff or I'm just like building a stage or I'm just going to three meetings or I'm making 10 phone calls and anybody could do any of those things. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, there's nothing specialized in that knowledge. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could talk a lot about that, that that's sort of bull as well, because, you know, like every job has a certain level of skill to it. But um, I know that since I've become a welder, there are definitely moments that strikes me, you'll be like, you know, like, walking through the supermarket or something, you'll kind of go, God, like pretty much nobody here can like, do what I do. Like, and that really, I feel so good about that, you know, like that I really do have like specialized skills now. And that's just given me so much confidence in myself. It's yeah. really, really nice. And yeah, um, with the, uh, the employment thing, like I was never headhunted when I was in office jobs and events, you know, never, ever, ever. And like, I, you know, it was always like a matter of applying for jobs. And now it's like, don't apply for jobs. Like people phone me, you know, and it's just the best feeling, you know, that like your work is in demand. I mean, with Weldon, I guess there's, there does tend to be a fair bit of moving around, you know, we are little nomads like, but <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's still, there's work like if you need it it's there and that's that feels really good to to know that yeah absolutely i wish i wish more people knew about that right like mm -hmm. how much potential and security and just how much of an amazing career path is in the trades and i think most people just they don't realize they don't see that there's this opportunity to make really good money and have that job security and be in high demand and it's a it's like the best kept secret, right? That we shouldn't have. It shouldn't be a secret. <laughs> Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't get that at all. It does feel like, yeah, I do I do feel kind of pissed off realizing that at this old age. You, know? <laughs> you are not old. <laughs> <laughs> how um how did the people in your life react when when you decided to pursue this path and go down this completely different road of welding and trades work? You know, I was pretty lucky. Um, yeah, like my family and friends were pretty supportive. Um, were they surprised? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, think so. I think so. I mean, I was always a, you know, I guess a wee bit of a, um, yeah, just a little bit different, you know, so maybe it wasn't that surprising, but um, it's a big departure from what I was doing. But uh, from my immediate friends and family, I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot of kickback, That's awesome. which was great. I, yeah, it's funny, I wonder, um, my mom passed away in 2013. And so I was still in event management then. And um I think not long after that is when like I moved across the country and you know then like really started 
examining what I was doing. And I think it takes, it's like she, she had died quite suddenly too. Um, sorry. And it takes sometimes like a big crisis like that to suddenly make you go like, what am I doing? You know, and yeah. really examine your own happiness and, and all that stuff, you know? So I do wonder what she would have thought because like, like my mom was so cool. She was super kind of creative and arty and um, yeah, she mattered a lot to the, the people in Derry here where, where I grew up, you know, like she, um, she changed a lot of people's lives and, and that's really cool. But I know whenever it came to me, like a lot of mammies are, it was very, you know, just, you know, you kind of, you tread the straight and narrow, you know, my mates are coming in with like mohawks and stuff and she's like, oh, I love your hair. But if I came in with a mohawk, it would be like, sweet Jesus, we girl. Oh, <laughs> so um, I do wonder, um, had I said, mom, I've changed my mind. I'm going to be a welder. Like, I think we would have butted heads quite a lot on that. But I think now at this point, when she saw kind of what I've done and how much better I feel in myself and how happy I am just doing that, like, I think she would get it at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah so, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure eventually. <clears throat> and, and perhaps she is somewhere still thinking that and feeling that and seeing you and being proud of you, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks. It's true, though, and it's sad that it often does take trauma or major crisis for us to reassess and to look at ourselves and to say, I'm not happy. How do I, mm. what do I do to make myself happy? Like, how do I go about changing things? And it's, it's scary, and it takes a tremendous amount of courage to say, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm going to go take a totally different path and go on this crazy adventure. And I have no idea how it's going to go. And a lot of people don't ever, ever take that plunge. So huge amount of acknowledgement to you for, for even doing that and for being so amazingly successful at it. It's a, uh, it's no small feat. Thanks Bogey. I like, I bet you've come across a lot of women who um, make it a career change. Have you? Yeah. Surprisingly it's, it, there's like, it seems like there's two paths, right? It's like either they grew up with it, it was in the family, it was natural for them to get into it. And then there's the other extreme of, I was a doctor, I was a lawyer, I was going to school for culinary or to be a makeup artist and then er, <laughs> detour. So it's a, it, it is very interesting how women kind of get into doing this work. Mm. For sure. Yeah. And I was one of them too, right? I thought I was going to be a lawyer and then mm -hmm. working with my hands. Cause I was the same as you as a kid. I, I loved, I was a puzzle girl and I was a crochet girl. Like I loved, I'm still a crochet girl. I'm who am I kidding? Um, but it's the same satisfaction for me. It's taking something that's nothing and turning it into something, right? It's this pile of yarn mm -hmm. and now it's a blanket or it's this pile of metal and now it's a car. Like it's mm -hmm. all that same sense of satisfaction of, I used my hands and my brain and my creativity to make something out of, out of nothing. So mm. it's not surprising to me per se that I got into this work and that I'm loving building cars, but it's also, it was not at all what anybody expected of me when I was growing up. Yeah. So I totally get that, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. It is. Yeah. Like, 
And on the turning something into nothing, um, I definitely get it with pipes, you know, like at the start of the day, there's a, there's a big cart full of all these things. And then at the end of it, they're getting wheeled out and stuck on a lorry and, you know, stuck up in the rafters of some building or whatever. And that's, that's awesome. Um, but there's something a little bit impersonal about, you know, just pipe work too, because it's mm. going to be, you know, behind like, you know, cladding or something yeah. like that and, um, or buried under the ground. But I was thinking about you today. I was going, God, I bet like, you know, your cars, like you see them driving about or like, you know, you know, the owners and, you know, and you see like them posted online and stuff. And that's got to feel amazing. It's a, yeah, it's a totally different thing. And I didn't think about it. It's interesting. You, you say that about you're building stuff that is mostly not ever seen. Right. And that's, that's an interesting thing that I hadn't really thought about. I and mean, when I first started learning how to weld, I noticed myself looking at everything differently. I would go to restaurants and I'm like, how's that made? How's that made? Look at those wells, like really mm. dissecting stuff. And you don't, I didn't think about all the stuff that, uh, that you don't see and how that must feel to mm. see all this beautiful work. Cause you're making this beauty, you're making art in this stuff that never gets seen. So mm. interesting. Yeah, I have, I have got that line before. Like, Jesus, Laura, that's going to be in the ground in 14 hours. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a bit of a perfectionist? <laughs> you know, well, it's like, you know, it does feel like making art and you just want it to be nice because then you know, then you know. <laughs> right. Even if nobody else ever sees it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Interesting. So what, what's like some of the craziest stuff that you've worked on? Um, I see you like, I mean, there's pictures of you climbing inside massive pipes and then there's stuff you do in smaller stuff. Like what, what is that all about? <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the photos from my Instagram over the last like year would have been, um, for the, it's this big site that I mentioned in Dublin, um, Intel, okay. I have a huge big plant down there. So okay. the workshop I was, was in recently, they were building stuff for down there. Okay. So I think that was all Intel work. Some of it actually was for DuPont. Okay. And, uh, so it's like, what was it? You know, like paper suits. Uh -huh. like those like dusts kind of oh yeah suits. yeah 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 so it's the it's the material that the like paper suits are made from okay um and it has to be it has to go through pipes like super high temperature okay so they have they have to be like jacketed so they're kind of double walled and it's all like 100 percent x-ray so it has to be completely oh. perfect so i was doing a wee bit of that too um wow yeah, yeah, different stuff. Um, I don't think I've done anything super mad, though. Like, sometimes you have to make mad angles, you know, and so you'll be, you know, sometimes they'll have um, pipes that, like, have to make crazy bends, and they have to be fabricated in the shop. So for in order to get a level put on them, they have to be like lowered down to the floor or lifted away up in the crane and then bits hang down or shoot up. And oh, wow. so you wind up like, you know, like up ladders sort of bending off to the side <laughs> or like lie, lying on your back and trying to stick your head under things. And, yeah. you know, 
So funny things like that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember my instructors in the uh, training center being like, oh, you have it so good, you know, sitting there welding at your benches. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, where do you get out in the real world? And it is like you're scrabbling about in the dust on the ground, you know. Just right. Like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen some of the welding ladies who come in to work on the build I see them you know performing these weird yoga tricks where they're you know controlling their pedal with their elbow while they try to upside down do stuff and then I look at your pictures and you're inside pipes you're upside down you're laying in weird contraptions that are holding your head up while you weld upside down like it's it's pretty crazy it seems like it's a you're doing part acrobatics as well as welding yeah, sometimes sometimes you have to like use mirrors and stuff. You know, like you might be like uh I've been on sites where like you there'll have to be a revision. So the 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 architects have changed it or whatever and part'll have to get ripped out and then redone, but it's already like this close to the ceiling. <laughs> so like you wind up like up on a scaffold with your your face, uh, you seen like the, you know, the monkey masks? Uh-huh. Um, the, um, they're just the little goggles instead, yeah. you know, because you can't even fit a helmet in. So you're like this, like with your head. And then like, I would have like a compact mirror, you know, for like powder and my nose. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like holding that up and just nice. trying to get in however you can. And <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, a few hairy situations right. like that. I love that you're using a compact mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <definitely> like... <laughs> Hey, we do what we got to do, right? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm seeing all of these comments coming through. I'm not sure if you're seeing them, but like how many people are just singing your praises of, of how you're you're one of the best welders they've ever seen, how much they respect you. Oh, thanks, it's been Andy. A ton of a ton of really great compliments coming through. So you've got you definitely have earned respect within the industry. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to see what you're going to make in your new business now. Do you have, are you, are you willing to share like your, your goals and plans with it? Or we just got to stay tuned and watch. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, totally. Like I haven't, um, I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive because I haven't actually done anything yet. And you know, it's like, you, you don't want to jinx yourself. Yeah. Um, but no, like, like I've, no bones about it like I'm new to this I'm just starting out on this new journey that I'm super excited about and I'm gonna make lots of dumb mistakes as I go along but um yeah I'm just gonna have some fun um I think I want to start out making some fire pits because they're, they're just cool and also um just talking to a lot of people here they couldn't get them last summer you know because oh. it like it's all the the covid thing that the lockdown here has like been like fairly full on and even still like bars and restaurants are completely closed still at the minute um and like it's all social distancing and it's only essential retail which is basically supermarkets open oh wow so like yeah yes and it it feels like it's been like such a long time. It has been, it has been, but that's yeah. a, that's a hardcore lockdown. That's way more than we're we're doing in the states. But yeah, how has so, that been um, for you? Um, it's been it's been kind of Groundhog Day a lot, you know. Um, like 
I would love to go for a pint and you know all those things I would love to like see people like see my go see my friends I would love to just get out of town for a while and like go visit some places and stuff but you know what like it's fine it's coming back and lots of people have a lot worse you know I, I have had it pretty easy in fairness um but yeah um I, I've noticed like a lot of people are doing up their gardens and they're just making something of whatever little outdoor space that they have yeah um and when I started putting that idea to people just that I'm talking to they're kind of like oh yeah because I was trying to get one and they were trying to get one and you know so yeah just like um just nice heavy duty ones you know like five mil plate um ones that are gonna last and I like um quite nice kind of uh simple designs you know like i really like mid-century modern style nice like, designs awesome. so like everything looks better on hairpin legs and <laughs> legs. Just, just, like everything <laughs> so, <laughs> um so yeah i think I, i'd like to to start with something like that nice. so well um, sign me up i'll buy one <laughs> awesome <laughs> I need it's a fire. Terribly expensive, but you know I, I'm worth every penny. Yeah, the shipping's gonna be a a, a bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it though. Totally worth it. I'll hook you up. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. Um. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. Um. Um. I guess one of the biggest things I I would I would ask is you know somebody who's looking to go into doing either aspect of what you're doing, whether, whether it's the pipe welding or getting into fabrication or taking the leap and becoming your, your own boss and starting a new adventure like this for the second time, right? You started a new adventure, becoming a welder, you're starting another new adventure now. Um, yeah. What, what do you say to other people who are looking to do that sort of thing? Um, I would definitely say that you have to have a very honest conversation with yourself, mm. um, especially for women thinking about it, um, and be really truthful with yourself about what you want. And when you figure that out, or if you have a, a well-formed notion that that's what you want, then you really need to stick to that path and commit to it because like, unfortunately a lot of people won't support it or just won't believe in you and th there's just a lot of kind of bs that goes along with it you know like um i'm sure you find this bogey that you you have to or you're you're expected to explain your position like on an almost daily basis you know like if i have to answer one more time so so why why do you what do you why are you a welder you know like it's and uh, don't get me wrong like there's a way that that's asked that you know it's just like how did you get here you know or arrive at this point but very often it's like woman justify yourself you know that kind of way yes or the disbelief right the are you so are you really a welder right i get are you really yeah. a mechanic all the time like do you actually know what you're doing no yeah. nope i've got no clue <laughs> yeah or you get that one very often so is it like art stuff 
you're like, no, I'll pick fuck off pipes. <laughs> you know, as if like, well, if it's if it's art, then you, you can't really do it. You know, it's not it's not real. Um, so yeah, so sorry, advice for for somebody somebody thinking about it. Um, you yeah, you need to stick to your guns. You know, um, because we get told very often that we just don't know our own mind. So if you do, or you feel that you do, then you gotta um, be fair to yourself and, and pursue it. Yeah. And you know, if someone's thinking about a career change, it doesn't mean that you need to, like mine was pretty extreme and that, you know, <laughs> I was completely unemployed and then I took up like a full time course. Um, like talk to a welder that, you know, or a fabricator or like go see it done. A lot of the supermarkets, like they do them for like a hundred quid, you know, like little cheap ass ones, like pick one up and try it every Saturday afternoon, you know, and you're, you're going to suck to start with, but you'll get better. <laughs> um, you know, find some way to, to explore it. Um, but yeah, if you have the urge, just absolutely don't ignore it. You know, you gotta, you gotta pursue it. That's awesome. I think that's so, so important what you said at the beginning about that really hard conversation you have to have with yourself. Because it, it, it is like being honest with yourself and, and just deciding, right? Like we, it's not just kind of picking a whim and, and going after it. It is going in wide, eyes wide open, knowing what you're getting into, knowing what the challenges are going to be and knowing none of that scares me enough to make me not want to do it. And mm. and then that's when you know it's the right thing to pursue, right? When the challenges don't scare you and you're like, yeah, no, let's do it. <laughs> let's go, right? Um, mm. But there are challenges and there will be challenges and to pretend that there won't be is uh, just sets us up for failure, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Like even um, taking out my lease on this wee shop, you know, I know already from the experience that I've had that... Uh, there are going to be awful, awful moments where I'm going, oh, what am I doing? I have no clue. <laughs> and I know that that's going to be just part of it. And I just need to settle down and get on with it. Just keep trying, keep sucking at it for a while and just keep going. Um, the, yeah, the, getting past that bit is like easier said than done. Totally. Um, especially like, you know, when when you're in a welding college or whatever for a set period and you, you have to just come back in the next day, um, <laughs> there's probably a wee bit more, um, there's an external force pushing you to do it. Right. There's accountability um, there. Ex exactly. That's it. And I realized like when it's me making myself go go to my shop every day and go but um uh, sure who knows maybe maybe it'll all just go smoothly <laughs> well it will it will go and in a little bit you're right there'll be ups and downs and and you'll get you'll get through it if it's the right thing right mm -hmm. um how so i'm curious because yes in school we have accountability we have somebody holding us to it with jobs we have somebody holding us to it but in those moments what is it that you did or what was your your way of coping when you didn't want to get up in the morning and go back and do it again and it was hard and it sucked and you felt awful like how did you keep going 
what was it? I guess um, I find whenever you get into that sort of flow state with Weldon, uh, there is like nothing else like it. It's just magical, you know? So the things that would make me not want to be there would be all the external nonsense, you know, if like if there's some sexist crap or, or you know, you know, those like little daily annoyances that are sometimes part of, part of a tradeswoman's life. Right. Um, but I definitely find like having a relationship with that little molten full of metal, um, <laughs> that would always kind of bring me back, you know? And yeah, like just having that, just your shield down, bit Iron Maiden blaring in your ears, <laughs> you know? Um, it's 20 minutes to tea break and you've just got this like sweet, sweet bead just melting in front of you. Um, I think that there's enough there in that, that little magic to kind of keep me going, you know? I love it. The payoff is so good with that. So I have faith the same thing will be true in your workshop. <laughs> And that same magic will be what keeps you going. I think it's so cool. I, welding is something that I, you know, it's not the skill and it's not the path that I went down, although I'm loving learning it. But every welder that I speak to, it they speak of it in, in this same way that you are, like this magical Zen thing where it's just, it's you and this puddle and like it's it's just it's really interesting to me to hear that um and to see the passion that comes out of that and just the pure joy and love of it I think it's a really cool thing yeah I'm telling you there's something to it when when you are in the right frame of mind it is like a spiritual thing almost where like you can nearly talk to that whirlpool in your head I'm going really weird and metaphysical here I do apologize no please but, like, please. <laughs> but um you nearly have this con this unspoken conversation with this whirlpool and on good days it'll just do what you're asking it to do in your head you know and it just it just dances for you and it's bloody brilliant there's that's no awesome. feeling like it you know that's awesome fixing cars is not the same way <laughs> <laughs> yeah now fixing cars there's a lot of cursing involved um, <laughs> it's not nearly so zen or magical or metaphysical <laughs> but I, I bet it's magic like when you know like it was like a pile of parts and then yes. the next thing you turn the key and it's like rolling out of your shop and yes. humming beautifully <laughs> and shining in the sun it's magical when it's done during the process, a little bit different. Whereas for welding, it seems like the process is the magic. And mm. and that's, it's just a, a different perspective. Mm, yeah, it is, it is. Like, do you have a favorite part? Like a favorite part of the car to work on? Or like, is it the electrics or is it, you know? That's a good question. Um, I think because I'm a glutton for punishment, um, I like the problems. I really enjoy the the thing that nobody else can fix and 
digging into it and beating my head against the wall and feeling like an idiot and just starting at square one and going back to basics and that that feeling of all right, I have no idea what is wrong with this thing, but I am going to win. And it's an interesting thing because it is very much the process isn't the part that I love. It's it's the the success at the end when you've untangled the mess and figure it out. So it doesn't, I think then that's probably more common with electrical problems. So maybe maybe that's the case, but um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I just like fixing things in general. Um, and I'm discovering the love of fabrication and metal work and wishing I'd been exposed to it when I was younger. Cause I honestly probably would have wound up going down that path. Cause it's, there is something amazing about it. Bending metal, welding metal, shaping metal, making it do what you want it to do is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like, how do like the teenagers that you teach take to that? Yeah. I'd love to see somebody having their first experience with it. It's pretty magical. Have you done any teaching at all? No, I mean, you know, quite often there would be like brand new apprentices just in the door that yeah. I would like say hi to and give some pointers to, but like not strictly, no. It's, it is probably the thing that I love the most. Um, you know, I'm not an expert I'm an expert at, at fixing cars, but I'm not an expert at metal fabrication or welding or paint and body or any of that stuff. But I know enough to teach someone who knows nothing. And mm. there is there is nothing like that moment when they get something or when they do something that they think they couldn't do. Um, and sometimes it's the tiniest of things because I work with a lot of ladies who have never done anything. And they're terrified of a grinder. And, and then... Mm you know, two weeks later, they're using it like a pro and they're like, look at me, <laughs> look what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's so empowering for them and for me. And it's, it's a, it's a pretty magical thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it just, like you teaching those kids, it just matters so much. It matters that like teenage girls are, and you know, just like, women of all ages yeah. and different people are being exposed to this and realizing that they are completely capable like I remember at the training center I was at um I was given a demonstration they have like a virtual reality welder you okay know? yeah I've seen those and, they're cool yeah they, they really are they're they're super intuitive you know it's crazy but we had this school group in and um it was strange because it was like maybe like 20 25 kids but um there was only like four boys okay. in the group and it was all girls oh lesson. wow yeah um but we were in this kind of smallish enough classroom you know and everyone was standing and I was giving a demonstration and then you know I was asking for volunteers and like every girl was kind of clutching herself and trying to look small and press herself against the back walls you know and so like a lad gets up, you know, like really sure of himself and he gets up and he, you know, he runs a bead and it's shite like, cause he's never done it before, but you know, but he's, but he's so like, I, that, that's grand. Like it's great job. And <laughs> sits back down dead pleased with himself, you know? Right. And then, so it's like another volunteer. And of course, another boy gets up, same thing again. Like he's super sure of himself, you know? And, um, 
So my instructor was like, well, come on, one of the girls. And he knew like one of their, like nobody was doing it. Uh, but he knew one of the girls' fathers. So he was like, come on, whatever her name, the girl's name was, you know. And reluctantly, this poor girl, she gets up. And so she started going and like I coached her through it. I tried to coach all three of them through it, but the two lads were sort of having none weren't of it. Weren't listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in fairness, this girl, like, she listened to me, and, like, she was doing, like, a like a teeth fillet weld, and, you know, it's this long, but, like, the last couple of inches of it were pretty bang on, because it's like, okay, slow down, now raise your elbow a wee bit, keep that angle, there you go, and um, it made me really, really sad, Boogie, because like of a group of like 20 25 kids just numbers wise there were going to be a few good welders in there and chances are a lot of them are never gonna try it because we're so conditioned that like i don't know what this is about and i'll be rubbish at it and this isn't for me you know yeah. and it, it really brought me down um and i think it that experience made me realize that it's important that we're visible yeah and that teenage girls in particular get like hands-on opportunities to try things where they can yeah. you know like it's it's all well and good saying you know you can be anything that you want to be but if you actually like put a torch in their hands or like put a tool in their hands and then they do a thing that is evidence yeah. like that is completely transformative so that's why like what you're doing is just so, so important. I appreciate that. And you are absolutely, absolutely correct. And it is transfer. Even if they don't become welders, just knowing and experiencing that this thing that they thought that scared them wasn't so scary and that they could do it and they could accomplish it, it, it changes everything else in their lives. And I, that was my experience when I was getting into cars because I thought cars were scary and I didn't understand them and they were different and nobody wanted me to do it but then when I did it and it wasn't that hard after all it was like oh like a whole new world opened up and other things weren't scary to me and it is it's a magical a magical thing and I I think you're right it's also it's a very sad thing when you see that happen in a room where the girls fall to the back and the boys come to the front and it's seeing that that's still happening in in our world today um people ask me all the time why I do girls only programs and it's not because I don't like teaching guys or that I don't like working with guys like I love guys guys are great but it's for that exact reason like the girls will naturally fall to the back and not step up and to create a space where they're able to and where they feel comfortable to and are right with messing up or looking silly or all of the rest of the things that teenage girls stop themselves from doing because of fear. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is super important. Well, with your new workshop, you can teach classes now too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe when I get a toilet installed, <laughs> that might help. <laughs> well, I, don't even have a toilet. I have to like sort of have excellent bladder control and then run home. <laughs> it's like, I think I think I can sprint it in about two and a half minutes. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, toilet might be a helpful addition before you start teaching classes. It's a probably a yeah. wise decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Uh, so 
we are one minute before we're supposed to be wrapping this up. Um, so I, um, I would love to talk to you a whole lot more. I hope we continue to talk offline um, in the future. And I thank you so, so very much for joining in and hanging out with me for a little while and sharing your story with everybody and everybody who's watching and going to see this later when this is on IGTV, make sure you go check her pages out. Um, the links will be down in the description. So make sure you, you check her pages out, give her some love, show her some support and stay tuned for all of her new products that she will be offering and, uh, and make sure you su support her. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who joined in and thank you, Laura, for hanging out with me. Bogey, cheers. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much. You as well. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll teach you this. In Irish, it's Slauncha. Slauncha.